Elaine. Yes, Mark. Are you scared? Yes, I'm terrified. We haven't <laughs> even started yet. I've just had a nervous stomach in the kitchen whilst washing up because I know you're going to put a film on, but I don't know what the film will be, and I know it's Halloween, so put all those things together. So this is our date fright episode. <laughs> I forgot we called it that. <laughs> so the chance for a pun, I'm going to use it. Yeah, I was going to go like spooky date night, but no fright. Yeah, that's very right. basic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, spooky date night. You don't like a marketing, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, a regular occurrence. We didn't do it last year. I've checked. Oh, did we not? No, apparently not. <laughs> so it's semi-regular. Oh, well, it's back. It's yeah. back. And just to give people a little view behind the curtain, I've been told for the last two weeks when we've been discussing this, you can't be anything scary, you know? Yeah, that's um, right. can't be anything with ghosts in. No. Uh, and it can't be anything that's like... Really scary. Really scary. I don't want to be getting sort of partway through the film and really regretting the fact that we're doing this. That's my... <laughs> so, like, previous um, date frights that we've done, we did They Live, for yes. example. We did... I can't think of the name. I can't think of the name. Um, Lost Boys. Yes. Lost Boys. And what else have we done? Oh, is that it? Is that, that was the it, only one? Because we didn't did it one. Because we didn't. Yeah. yeah. So that was a really good choice that you did. That was something that was oh, satirical. It didn't have ghosts in. Mine had vampires. I can cope with vampires. Apart from that bit where they're like at windows and they want to come in and they're like floating. And I don't like that bit. <laughs> that tends to happen in a lot of vampire films. So yeah. If I'm... anyone's looking for a new podcast partner, uh, <laughs> just while we're on this, it's. Yeah. But yeah, anyone really enjoys horror. But see, I love, um, for example, American Werewolf in London, which to me is like true horror, but that doesn't have any ghosts in. And it's also a film that you've picked yourself. Yes, that is something I like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with any horror so long as I've made the choice to yeah, watch it. But I wouldn't watch, for example, like Paranormal Activity or anything like that, because I wouldn't last five minutes I'd be terrified before anything scary happened. Do you remember when we watched Hearst? Yes and I could I, well I don't remember watching Hearst because I didn't did I? I, I gave I gave up. A I ran away. 50 minute 55 minute film and yeah. you tapped out after 20 minutes? I think it was less than that to be honest with you. I don't I remember the first maybe you know first few scenes and then that was it I couldn't I couldn't cope with that. Well I'll give you so a choice. It, it's either paranormal activity or Hearst <laughs> again. No thanks. Okay, right. Do you want oh, to know what we're watching? Come on then, come on, what are we watching? This is a film which is three years old. I went to see it at the cinema. I'm, bit, I'm really scared. I'm really w- worried. <laughs> come it, on. It is a film whose directors we have been to see a film of theirs this year. Right. It is 2019's Ready or Not. Oh, thank God. <laughs> That's okay. So That's you know when I said, trust yes. me, all the way through this, I've got a film that you will like. <laughs> yeah. And you're like... Rah, rah, rah. I'm not... Rah, rah, rah. I'm you like, are. I'm not. I'm... Ah. That's <laughs> what I am. I'm like, terrified. This yeah. is the trust okay. you have in me, about, knowing what you want. I just never... You just don't know, do you? And, and like, we do the podcast, and I would feel obliged to watch whatever we put on the telly. But now I feel better about it. Thank you. Watching yes. actually put Hannibal Col- uh, Cannibal Holocaust in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, things that I know about this film. It's got the woman who looks like Margot Robbie in it. Yes. Can't remember her name. Can you? Yes. <laughs> she says. Yes. 
Now, who might she be related to? That might give you a clue on her name. Oh, so is she Australian? Yes. Yeah, because the Margot Robbie connection in my head as well. Oh, is she is she related to someone from Neighbours? Like, like Guy Pierce's. No, 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 I'm not going down a neighbour's track. I mean, everyone from Australia was in. Obviously, or oh, Hollywood, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but not she, someone who is necessarily. She's not known. like, um, I'm trying to think of other famous Antipodeans. She's not Gladiator. She's not Russell Crowe's. No. Like niece or something. No. no. She's not related to. Well, Kylie would be neighbours. If I I'm said that her last name is Weaving. Oh, Hugo! Oh, Lord of the Rings. No, it's Samara, isn't it, actually? But <laughs> yeah. It'd be really weird if she named his daughter after you. Hugo Weaving's like niece or something like that. I think it's daughter, but oh, it might, really? might I don't know. Oh, I just assumed it's daughter, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that all you know about this? Yes. Something to do with the wedding? That was the other thing. You've seen a poster of it, then? I've seen a poster, and yes, that's all I know. Do you know anyone else who's in this? Nope. Okay, because there's some people who I know when you see their name in the credits, you'll mm-hmm. go, oh. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. One in particular. Okay. That <laughs> um, you'll be, oh, yeah. Um, don't know anything of the plot. Well, I'm I'm sort of scraping my brain for it now. Some, something about a game that... that I thought, I'm, th- I'm almost like I'm equating it to... Um, what's the film with, um, so, uh, Jordan Peele, nope, I'm going backwards in my head, the film that came out. Us. The, thank you. No, the one before that, the one before that. Get out. Thank you. That's <laughs> it, got my brain tonight. So, I'm, I'm equating it to that idea of going to a family home and something not being right. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting in my brain. Okay. And the ready or not thing makes me think about a game, maybe playing a game that turns out to be something different to what it is supposedly. Okay. Yeah. Do, do you get what I mean? Like, that's a terrible, that's terrible grammar. I mean, and, yes, I understand, yeah. but then I've seen the film, <laughs> yeah. so I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, but that's how, you know, so you You're can, not far off with I'm that. I'm thinking so, tomorrow yeah. we going to go to a house, maybe mm. with like a boyfriend or something like that. And then there's going to be family members that are nice to her and then they're going to play a game that's ready or not, like hide and seek sort of thing. And then it's going to turn out that it's a terrible game and she's, yeah. That's okay. that's kind of right. what I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> um, when I first went to see this, it was one of those unseen film things where okay. they don't tell you what you're going to see other than it's a horror. Mm-hmm. I think we should do that one night. What, what do you mean? So you go to the cinema what? and you know it's going to no. be a horror film, no. but they don't tell you anything about it. It's nope. like a pre, pre-release. pre Nope. Could be anything. Nope. Could be like, ready or not. Nope. Could be... I mean, you story. have a lovely time with that, Could darling. be Casper, the, the scariest Casper, film around. Casper, the, the, the scary ghost, yeah, too, right? Oh, God. <laughs> That's you, not what it's called. <laughs> we should have put Casper on. Casper should have been the uh, date fright. No, you've... You, well, that's very well, but you mm-hmm. told me like about a week ago I couldn't have Casper. Well, I'd be terrified. <laughs> Come on, then. Anyone listening to the first episode of this, Elaine is petrified of ghosts. Really, even, really don't like them. even if I, I'm stood in front of her, <laughs> put a white sheet on my head and go, woo, she'll go, stop that. Oh, don't, don't. It's too much. Even if I just go, woo. Yeah, I don't like it. Oh, you've just done the hands and everything. Can we get on with it? Yes. It's very late. Yes, okay. I'd, I'd like to eat some chocolate and watch this film. Okay. Right, well, we'll see you on the other side. I can't believe that in half an hour, I will be a part of the Ladomus Gaming Dynasty Empire. Uh, Dominion, we prefer Dominion. Your touch 
I honestly can't wait to be a part of your family. There's just one more thing. And then you are officially part of the family. So at midnight, you have to play a game. Why? It's just something we do when someone new joins the family. A game. What game? Hide and seek? Are we really going to play that? Well, the rules are simple. You can hide anywhere. We then try to find you. So there's no way for me to win, right? I mean, stay hidden till dawn. <laughs> no, thank you. Good luck. What the hell is this? How old is this thing? You shot the maid. Does she look like she's wearing a giant white wedding dress? Emily? <laughs> Holy shit! I had to play along so that I can get you out. It's insane. They think they have to kill you before sunrise. Or something very bad will happen to the family. If we don't find her and perform the ritual, we're all dead. Found her. Why don't you just use mine? Mr. Ladomas, I just saw her running. Oh my god! Oh! Oh! oh, your fucking family! You're just another sacrifice. Ah! Do you think this is a fucking game? Oh! Yes, I didn't see. Remember? He wanted to get married. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> I am no longer scared. Okay. I feel much better. So, first question. Well, first of all, would you like to give a synopsis of this film? So, I think I was pretty spot, to be honest with you. Yeah, massively fucking disappointed <laughs> when you come out with that when I'm trying to surprise you with a film. But I didn't get that the person that we're following is a bride. So, a young couple goes home to the husband-to-be's family home, which is very he's from a very rich family, and he brings his bride-to-be home, and then they, they get married on the premises. That evening, he tells her that instead of having their lovely romantic wedding night, as you would typically have, um, at midnight they've got to go down to the music room, and they're going to play a game. She has to select the game, and she ends up selecting a game that perhaps takes her down <laughs> a more violent path than she might have anticipated. I think that's perfect, yeah, yeah. Because this film, I think it is very clever in how it slowly gives you information about what's going on. There's a prologue where we see something going on 30 years ago, um, and this is only the second time I've seen this. The first time I saw it was in the cinema. So watching back on that now, it makes a lot more sense. Um on that, I mean, you're someone who sort of picks one stuff on prologue. Yeah, anyway, I was about so. to say it was it was pretty obvious to me what was going to occur. All right, but also because you, you, I mean, you start off with these um, two young boys, and yes. quite clearly to me, one you know we're going to be following one of these boys mm. later on. That they turn out to be yeah. brothers, and as soon as you find out for me that the husband has a brother, and I was like, ah, right, okay. Um, 
and other members of the family and then you see what happens and mm. so it just becomes really obvious to me in the costuming and everything mm. what what's going to occur but also i think if you've seen any type of agatha christie or clue or or even just sort of more modern your knives out which clearly plays on on those classics as soon as the the this prologue came up and you've got the credits coming up as well very much of that ilk where you have the credits coming yeah. you know early doors that for me straight away i was like oh i'm in christy territory i'm in that sort of murder mystery element so i was expecting it to go the way that it did okay so i don't think of this i mean it's interesting because when we finished this it's on disney plus at the minute um it's the murder on the Orient express is the film that Disney Plus site suggests if you liked this, then watch this. I don't think it's like that at all. I think that this sits closer to Get Out, um, which is a film that probably hurt it in the long run because it was released two and a half years before, was a bit of a cultural phenomenon. Mm. Um, I dare say, and I don't know anything about when this was written, um, but I dare say that this took some inspiration from that. There is there's also a fair amount, of, which we'll probably get into in the spot, in the, doing a spot if we're doing a spoiler section mm. but there is a fair bit of social commentary in this it's all very tongue-in-cheek but on, on the surface but if you look further beyond then there is set yeah definite social commentary mm. that you don't really need to think too hard to pick up on. i think it's a mashup i think you've got you've got a huge amount of get out going on there mm. because of the commentary that you're talking about because of the setting being in the house but equally that setting that massive mansion lends itself to almost a haunted house it lends itself to um you know i'm even thinking of like do you remember haunted honeymoon which was the um who's the guy who plays um willy wonka Gene Wilder. Um, Gene Wilder, and it was his, I think it was his real life wife as well, whose name escapes me as well. It might be Gilda something. Um, that was based in how I used to watch that a lot when I was a kid. It's a real. I've <laughs> I know, never. I know, I know, but it, I think it was on telly one day. But again, it's that sort of Hatton, you can imagine Haunted Honeymoon. It's you're in a house, mm. she's on the, you know, they're on honeymoon. And it, it just feels like that classic mansion setting family members some of whom are a little bit more eccentric than others some of whom you think are going to be really lovely to you but you know are going to turn at some point in time that i mean it's not it's interesting because this this film isn't anything particularly new or inventive if you look at it at the bare bones of it Mm. you know the, the 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 synopsis the plot summary yeah it has been done many times before. It's just that it's been updated. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. What do you think of the performances? Obviously, this is the, probably the second time you've seen Samara Weaving. Mm-hmm. When when would I have seen her? She was so from this. She went on to see be in uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Oh, was she? Oh, God, yes. I don't remember that at all. Oh, she was one of the kids. She She's was one, one of, of the their kids. Yes. Yeah, I don't think it's particularly big role if I remember. I mean, or. Was Spoilers it... for Bill and Ted Face the Music. <laughs> it's her music that saves the world. But oh, yeah, it, mm. she's one of the yeah. She has a yeah. whole. She's a first person character in this. In that. So I've seen her in 
Oh, it's not a... Forgive me, everyone, because the names are escaping me tonight, but it's not Big Little Lies. It was the thing that came after Big Little Lies with Nicole Kidman, the TV Nine perfect show. perfect strangers. That's it. She is one of the perfect strangers. And she plays someone who's very... Uh, she's like an influencer. She's very sort of like um, highfalutin and um, you don't particularly like her. Okay. So I wasn't particularly keen going into this. I was thinking, oh, she's playing someone who you know, in big rich family, just got married, am I going to like her? I think she's so likeable, so, so likeable. And she has to be because we've got to root for her from the beginning. She seems to be the one that has, is, you know, least stuck up. She's um, bringing the best out of her fiancé. She's giving Mm. him lots of encouragement. She's getting on with the members of the family. She's really trying with them as well, but still sort of staying true to herself. And she has excellent dialogue. I thought the dialogue, her dialogue in particular, really made you warm to her. Um, She was very down-to-earth and authentic. And therefore, you know what's going to happen. You completely get, you know, they're leading you along all Mm. the way. When that is about to occur, there's a real sense of foreboding for her and the wide eyes that she has and the innocence that she has. And the fact that she's willing to like go along with this game makes her really likeable. I would be absolutely losing my mind. Like, seriously. If anyone said, oh, you've got to come down and play that. I mean, God, you know I can't stand games anyway. So as soon as anyone said, let's play a game, I just want to run out of the house in any event. But this whole thing of on your wedding night, you've got to come down, it's midnight, you've got to join, you know, oh, you've got to play, oh, you might end up playing chess at midnight with someone. No, thanks very much. But she, she was like, yeah, look, if this is what it takes to be part of your family, I'm, you know, she's really, really accommodating, which makes her all the more likeable. So I thought she was a brilliant presence. And then obviously, as she goes through, she's put through many trials and tribulations. And I thought there, there were times where she has to hyperventilate. And that hyperventilation, I thought, was very realistic, actually, mm. rather than just standing screaming or being upset. You could, she's very good at looking afraid but also hardcore okay <laughs> I, I agree i think she's so likable in this i really hope i mean i think her career i think this was definitely a breakout role for her mm. and when this was reviewed everyone mentioned how great she was i don't i think with the film industry going the way it did due to covid she's probably not seeing the benefits of it yet yeah but i i mean the director's first choice for this was margot robbie oh that's interesting because I- they yeah. they look similar. They do look similar. And I really Obviously hope, I made that joke. I really hope it's not a case of if you can't get Margot Robbie, mm. you get Samara Weaving. Because yeah. I think she's better than that. I yeah, think yeah, a better, I agree. A better presence than that deserves. I agree. And I think it's really good actually that we don't know her as well as Margot Robbie because yeah. we sort of expect Margot Robbie now, the Harley Quinn, the you know, the Oscar performances, the the one where she's the ice skater, I can't remember that one. See my memory's right, terrible tonight, thank you. She's so well known, and she's known for these sort of kick-ass characters, yeah. very strong women, and I think it's really nice to have a relatively unknown person in this role, so that you can really get behind her, and you don't have all that baggage to to go with. Um, I really liked seeing Andy McDowell as the um the husband's mother. I thought it was really nice to see her in 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 that role, a very interesting role. I've she is she is one of my kryptonite. Okay. I, I'm not a fan of Annie McDowell. I think everything she, every time she speaks, 
I think she has wooden in anything she's in. Okay. Is it raining? I hadn't noticed. <laughs> okay. um, oh, you're welcome to the family. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's just a personal taste. I know that plenty of people like. Oh, she's made a hell of a career out of a, out of her acting talent. So I'm clearly in the minority on this. The, the father is Henry Cerny, who is one of my favourites. And <laughs> is that who you were referring of to? Of course, it was. <laughs> yeah. So, um, for anyone who doesn't know, Henry Cerny is in the first. Mission Impossible, That's he's Ketridge, <laughs> which is, is still, a, everyone loves him. And it's, he's, he's kind of like become that thing of like, everyone was waiting for him to come back in the Mission Impossibles. Which and I now became, he is in the yeah, new ones, Yeah, yeah, so and I really like that because I, mm. I love the Mission Impossible films. But he's also the Duke of Norfolk in the TV show The Tudors, which <laughs> starred Jonathan Rhys-Meyers and is one of my favourite adaptations of the Tudor story, even though it is historically completely inaccurate. And actually, I watched a bit of season three the other day, and I forgot just how gory and violent. There's loads of like really awful, awful like, like violence against children, and it's really, really bad. And I stopped watching it because I was like, God, I've forgotten how bad it is. But yeah, it is one of my favourite depictions of um, of the Tudor period, majorly because of the Jonathan Rhys Meyers performance. So he he's in it as as the dad, as the father-in-law, yeah. and then you've got Adam Brody as the brother, who yes. I thought was really good in this. Um, yeah. Not quite knowing where he's going to go. Is he good? Is he bad? You know that that he sort, has of, seen things sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of trauma. Um, the husband, I don't know who he is i've i've even forgotten like what his name is in his this name, actually name's alex alex that's it um so he's played by a guy called michael uh, sorry mark o'brien okay um i know him from Holland and catchfire he's one of the sort of secondary characters in the middle series of that um he plays one of cameron's boy on and off on again off again boyfriends and husband at one point but yeah i think i, I really like him in this I, re, I really like him in that he's a he's a he's a steady presence yes i think that's right i think he needs to be in this doesn't he because he can't be too one way or another yeah because you need, you need to play it straight when yeah. there's such a cast of characters yeah. um some of which are better drawn than others absolutely um should we get into spoilers because i think mm-hmm. we're tiptoeing around yeah, yeah. this um yeah. before we go ahead what what was that rating? What do you give it? I think it's a good four 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 and a half something oh, like wow. that. Yeah, oh, wow. um, I really enjoyed it. There was only one point. Um, I thought there was a bit of lag, middle middle towards the end. There was just a little bit of a dip in terms of of the um, of the plotting, and I I'll talk more that. about why that is when yeah. when we get in, into spoilers. But this is a tight ninety five minute film, totally. so yeah, I mean there is very little fat to cut off this. But yeah, yeah I I understand what you're saying about the, that. Uh, but yeah. I was compelled compelled throughout. I thought there were some really inventive things. There were things that I I wasn't expecting, and then the things that I did expect that were quite tropey. I enjoyed the char- the characters. I enjoyed spending time with them, and obviously you're rooting for her throughout the whole thing mm. it it didn't necessarily turn things on their head as much as i might have expected i really wanted a little bit more of the turning once you've seen these shows over and over and over like i have and when you've spent like most of your childhood and teenagers watching your poirots and working out how everything occurs i could see twists and turns coming a mile off like very very early on i knew what the last scenes were going to be. Okay. So it, it didn't quite have that, oh, wow, 
factor for me, which I'm always looking out for in these sorts of films, but perfectly in, enjoyable and and that doesn't take away massively from it. Yeah, okay. Right, so if you don't want to go forward and spoilers, I really recommend watching this um, as part of your Halloween repertoire. Like I said, it's on Disney Plus. It is 95 minutes. It's a good fun for adults in the family. Yeah. Uh, look, Alain's a scaredy cat and she got That's there. true, yeah. This well, is I was tougher than fine. I remembered. I it's, say there's now. much more gore in it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, and I think there's two points where I think a lot of it's just comic violence. Mm. And you have to understand that, like, people who you don't necessarily deserve to get hurt do yeah, get hurt. Yeah. But there are two points where it probably goes on to too, too strong to say sort of torture porn, but there are things where painful things are shown and in quite graphic detail. Yeah. Um, so if that's not for you, then maybe give it a warning. But um, yeah, if you're leaving us here, thank you for listening. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Honeymoon Pod. And if you'd like to leave us a review, you can do so on iTunes or you can leave us a star rating on Spotify. Right. Spoilers. Um, so first of all, yeah. how fucking brilliant is the song that they play? <laughs> the hide and seek. See, that's probably the thing that scared me the most is the hide and seek song. Ever since I've had this in my mm. head, while we've been sort of dipping around the kitchen cooking, oh, no. I've had it and then been singing it. and like Ooh, It's creepy, run, isn't run, it? Time to run and hide. It is really creepy. I'm going to play that in the middle oh, of the night. Oh, please don't. No, you're not. Don't say that. I have to come <laughs> down in the middle of the night and make drinks and things it's horrible um yeah it i really like the setup i really like that oldie worldie this has been in the family for generations the whole idea of mr labelle is that what his name i could never get a handle on it but you and i like the way that it was set up at the beginning i mean again it's 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 nothing new set up at the beginning is that you go through the all these games that this family have been the purveyors of over the years and you can see the game has a a devil on the front you know yeah. it's a, and it's all in the in the style of fonts of things that you would imagine yeah because it's the first time i've seen this obviously knowing what's gone on so the artwork on those, those oh, games amazing. look amazing yeah. i mean the the, the the sort of 50s 40 50s mm-hmm. 60s my dad had a few games that he'd sort of kept oh, through from childhood <laughs> they're probably still in uh, my mum and dad's house somewhere there was a football oh, please one don't say i have to play one of those that i wasn't allowed to play until i was like seven and then when i got to seven it was like no you're not allowed to play until you're eight <laughs> and then when it's not allowed to play until eight that was like yeah and I, of course when they went out i used to like mm-hmm. get it out and have a look at it and i couldn't understand what the hell was going on um but yeah yeah, yeah there's, I mean, it's the devil yes it, it was a football game so it, i don't think devils really unless my you United were involved but yeah but yeah i mean this i mean this house is a beautiful house it as is, it yeah. would be if you are parker brothers or milton yeah, bradley or yeah, whatever yeah. like that and it's beautifully lit as mm. well the way that they've done it because it's obviously the middle of the night we haven't talked about the the idea of you know she's got till dawn and that gives yes. it a lovely sense of movement so as you as you're going through you're thinking oh i wonder what I wonder what time it is. And they do a very a clever thing, which is that they don't show you sort of clocks dinging or anything. Yeah. like Other films I think would do. I think she'd be running past the grandfather clock and it mm. would be dinging too. And you'd think, oh, there's so much more to go. It's not until she gets into 
um, the car and you see on the car dashboard something like five o'clock in the morning. That was the first time I saw okay. the time and I thought, oh, well, you've got essentially an hour. Yeah. And that gives you that lovely sort of like movement where you know you're getting towards the end. You're in the third but, act. But so. even when you're in the middle, you know, in the midst of her working out what's going on, you're thinking, oh, she's got till dawn, she's got till dawn, we've got this premise just sitting there. And you know, if you've mm. seen these films before, you know that she's just got to make it to that time. She's not going to die at like half two in the morning. Yeah. You know, she's got to make it till then. Um, One of my... This film features one of my favourite comedy tropes in a film, which is going to make me sound absolutely awful. Okay, I'm ready. But... An adult punching a child oh, and knocking them out. See, I, re- I really didn't like that. I really didn't like the addition of the children into the story. I get what they're trying to do is saying that like this family, it's a family thing, and you become, mm. you know, and it's particularly at the beginning where you've got the two brothers and obviously the the good brother Daniel pushes yeah. Alex into the thing and says, you know, don't look, and he has to call out to the rest of the family, and this guy then dies and. So he's got all that trauma with it. So it made sense that there were these also these two brothers. But mm. I just I think because I'm a mum, I just don't like that addition of the, so of the children. Evil children. That, and then... I don't think they made. I don't think they did enough to say that these children were evil. He had just gone and shot her. Yeah, that's because he's traumatized from being in a terrible family. Like he's been told that this is what he has to do. I don't think it. It, it it didn't say he was evil to me or like possessed or just a horrible child. It was just that his family have completely screwed him up and that's what he thinks he has to do. The whole... <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. The whole being inappropriate in front of children. A smile recently. There is a scene that takes place at a children's birthday party. Right. And it sort of builds up and you kind of twig onto what's going to happen before it happens. And I was sat there on the edge of my seat, like with the laughter, ready to go. Yeah, being inappropriate in front of children is one of my favourite comedy tropes in in films. So uh, yeah, that that tick tick points for me. Point on. I, I did fear for the goats when she went into the goat cabin. I was like, oh no, why have they got all these goats here? But I really like I mean, that. Why? Yes, and we now know why. Yeah, they've got yeah. yes. But I like that thing where obviously the, the whole point of hit the child finding out is then she gets shot in the hand which I thought was brilliantly done and unexpected unexpected because I didn't that point think in the film. she yeah. would have that level of um, violence meted against her I thought she would you know and obviously then she finds it difficult to grab hold of things yeah. and she's got a major injury but then she falls into the goat pit and um, then you've got all the bodies of the people that they've killed before which mm. I, th- I thought I was thinking just from a plotting because I was working through sort of how they had because I'm really into like how you plot things at the moment so I was working out oh that's a really interesting place to put it to show you how many other people have been killed along the the way and the fact that it's yeah they use the 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 visual of the the guy with the two arrows in him that we we see in the the prologue yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's a nice callback and then she has to make her way and obviously she's then stuck in this pit so they could come and find her and just shoot Mm. her while she's there so she has to get out and then she's going to make her way up this, this rickety ladder with, you know, what only one hand. 
just a re- and you see her strength in that. I thought it was really good. Like I know we're talking about sort of like emotional performance from her, but a really physical performance as well. You can yeah. see, you can really believe that she is in absolute agony and pain, and she's having to dig really, really deep to get out of this pit. Well, interestingly, the the nail at the top, mm-hmm. which is one of the bits where it feels a little bit ooh, oh, yeah. Obviously, that's all done through CG. Yeah, the nail isn't really there, yeah. and there was a big worry that it would look, it just wouldn't work at all. Okay. They have to cut it out. Um, but then when they saw Samara Weaving's performance mm-hmm. of her hand hitting the nail mm-hmm. that isn't there, yeah. they, right, right, yeah. on to the next thing. Yeah, right, I perfect. thought, I yeah. thought, I didn't even think how did they do it. I just sort of like took yeah. it as, and I went, ooh, and I really yes. cringed when it happened because mm. you could fi- you can feel it in, in yourself. Same with when she's escaping out into the woods and, through the fence through the fence and yeah. the fence is ripping against her back so it's just very cleverly done but yeah I think I think I think it's needed to add a bit of bite to the film mm-hmm. um, yeah I mean you could yeah, put it you... out and it would be a far more comic violence film yeah um, the social commentary on the mm. film obviously this is it doesn't take a genius to work out this is a rich family yeah. who um certainly finds someone who entering the family they're their old money and they find the idea of someone bringing themselves up to come into their um, a problematic um it's it i don't think it's a coincidence that the first three people to die are the help in the yeah yeah, yeah. um who are dressed up to look like they're from the um robert palmer addicted to love video they look. I just thought, why have they done that? And there's real. Well, it's because the lights are on, but they're not home. Oh, funny. <laughs> Their man's not the own. <laughs> but they did, didn't they? Like they're they're in these heels and these tiny little things. They, they, they look really sort of like. I didn't know whether that was a. Uh, it never occurred to me. Behind, but, but just yeah, yeah, really, really struck me as that. But yes, they are, and and seemingly. Um, Chuck awayable. They're just. Yes. We don't even really get to know who they are, their names, or you know, they just they've just gone, and yes. that's because the family treat them as like oh, even dispensable. Yeah, the the one of the husbands, this Fitch guy. Yes. He he's like, oh, she's my favorite one, as if like they're all mm. a homogenous group, and yeah, it's yeah. So yeah, they're the 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 people who get to get to go first. And I think it's interesting that the people let into the family are on the whole horrible mm. so Fitch and Adam Brody's wife yeah. Charity Charity I, I want to call her yeah, yeah I want to call her that as well um, are very much and they seem to be more money grabbing I mean Charity yes. particularly is she you know Adam Brody says at one point his character's Daniel and he's like you know when I told you about this you didn't you didn't fl- you know you, yeah. you, you relished it and you can see that in her performance she mm. really wants and the fact that she's got the jewellery and the clothes and she's putting the cloak on she's stroking it because she she wants to be part of this rich family mm. yeah I mean Andy McDowell's character the mother didn't necessarily seem like that mm-hmm. to me um, but yeah I mean the highlight the highlight of the family has to be the aunt didn't like it really yeah you know when you were talking about performances some working better than others yeah i i really thought that was very tropey and the fact that she seemed to have some sort of almost like semi transylvanian accent even though she was henry cerny's sister and that didn't you know you know vampiric and um the mad aunt and the pointy hair and it just he, it didn't work for me. I think it works as well as the the grandmother in Knives Out, for example, and think that who you could 
equally claim to be a bit tropey. Mm. And that, I, it, it, I, for me, adds a bit of sort of comic relief to it. And mm. yeah, it, I think it pushed the envelope a little bit too far for me. It took me out of the film at times yeah. where there was a feeling of you know things not going well mm. or you're sitting there thinking oh my god this is this is horrific then she pops up and then it's like oh she's just you know okay it did just it didn't work for me and then going on to let's go to the final scene mm. because we are we still don't know all the way through whether there's anything to this curse that's on the family yeah this whole, whole... it's kind of a bit like cabin in the woods to me mm-hmm. Only thing for me that gave it away was the little scene where Crazy Aunt says, Alex is the only one that saw Mr. LeBeal when he was five. He saw him in his chair. He's meant to be the leader. And I that, for me, just completely gave it away. I went, oh, well, Alex is clearly a baddie. He's rotten. The, the Daniel, the brother, is going to come good. And Alex is the one who's seen him and he's trying to get away from it. He's trying to be good. But, we, you know, at the end, he's going to turn on her. Yeah, but plenty of kids say this is saw Santa Claus when they were five years old. and I thought it was too much. I thought it really led you down a path. I was like, well, why are they putting that in there? I didn't if even that's not think gonna... that this time. So, really? Yeah, oh, I thought it was yeah. so obvious. But maybe it's because I watch these sort of things all the time or, you know, have a history with them that it was like, well, why would we put that in there if that wasn't going to come up? At some... We're going to see him at some point because they've said he's seen him. Mm. And, you know, because Alex, I think, is a really fascinating character from the point of view of when he first explains to her what's going on. I think you're meant to feel some sense of, like, that he's been traumatised by this, that he's had to play along with it and we're meant to be in it with both of them. But I was with her when she was like, why haven't you told me? Yes. What? Like, why have you brought me... There's Again, dialogue's really good. She, it, seemed, it was very realistic. It's like, why have you brought me here? Why would you bring me here with it? And even though he's sort of saying, oh, my cousin, then they died, and if you don't play the game, you kind of think, well, if... Really, if this is your, you would sit and you would talk to the person who you're marrying, and but so at that point I was like, be a very short film in that case. Yeah, and it's oh god, right. But at that point I'm thinking, yeah, like why has he brought her to be part of this this game? Is there something underlying all of this that he is going to be part of this game all the way along? And I thought that was very well played. I, I think the, I think the answer is, and the answer that I would take is that she wants a family. She wants to be part of a family, and if he does not marry her, mm. he will lose her. Mm. And yeah, and that's what really rankled with me. There was this whole thing like you wanted to get married. You know, there was there was almost like this victim blaming, which I thought was purposeful. This idea of well, you would, and then this whole thing of you would have left me, which the, there's there's something. Like, as a woman, I'm sitting there going, oh, red flags, red flags, red flags. If oh, if I did, hadn't have married you, you would have left me. Okay. I yeah. mean, I, now you're mentioning it, yes, mm. that's probably quite true. The way I saw it was, and I raised my eyebrows each time I've seen this at that point, where it's like, well, why wouldn't you just have that conversation saying? But I think I took that as a as a genuine, I was afraid of losing you mm-hmm. because you, because of her growing up in a foster, in foster family, she wants, overall, she wants a family. Mm-hmm. Um, she wants to be part of a family and therefore 
really push for them to get married and so he was scared that he would lose her if he didn't but yeah now you mention it probably is a bit of a red flag yeah as is trying to sacrifice her um yeah, yeah. probably not yeah the, probably not the best yeah, yeah. Mm. probably not the best but yeah i saw that coming off of, did you see that coming like when you first watched it i i don't think so no because okay. i didn't see it coming this time either i couldn't quite remember what had happened really? at the end Could you not yeah. remember? i mean i remembered the the exploding people okay um but yeah i mean what do you make yeah of? i thought it was all right i mean it was it was a you little bit something, um don't you? it reminded me of from dust till dawn it reminded yeah. me of that sort of like really horrific so let's throw away mm. madness that comes into a horror film that on the surface can can look quite um serious at times but yeah i didn't i didn't mind it I thought it was a good... I mean, how else were they going to end it? Unless they were just going to be... The police were going to turn up and they were going to arrest them all and that was it. Which would, I think, have been a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah. You want them to get their comeuppance. But I like the fact that, you know, the curtains get thrown open and they're all, like, hiding from the sun as as if they're vampires. And there is that comedy of, oh, well, nothing's happened. Okay, and and what what do we do with her now? Yeah, yeah, and then the... Fist yes. comes out from the ground. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. Spoilers for a film yeah. that I'm not going to mention. I like, um, I like the fact that she saw this demonic man as well, and he gives her a bit of a nod, and it's almost like, yeah, you, you won, you won the game. I like that bit as well. That's, I, that's the one bit I could do without. Oh, really? Yeah, I just think. I thought it worked with him saying that he saw this guy when he was like five and that made him the leader or that made it, you know, and now she, she has won. You've put so much faith in that line, whereas mm. that's a line which I have not thought about more than four <laughs> seconds after it's been said on either time that it's been, <sighs> been in this, that I've seen this film. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if, then the, the final scene, you know, she's sitting on the stairs, she's having a cigarette and it, so it throw back to the beginning before yeah. she gets married, she's having a cigarette in, a, in the room and, and, and also the, um, the mother-in-law as well she is smoking and has the the cigarette holder and so she's so like that that through line that thread going all the way through i thought was really nice and that nice um final shot of her sitting on the stairs just completely drenched in blood it's very carrie-esque i mean there's so many other films that you could you could throw in but she's just sitting there while the house behind her burns and um yeah i thought it was really really well done brilliant good yeah so a recommendation oh absolutely yeah and i I think unless you're someone who really really doesn't like violence this is this might not be the film for you particularly at certain points there was comedy violence but there was also a lot of blood and a lot Mm. of gore and yeah um but i i thought it was it was done well enough to to a point where that, that, that there's that lovely balance between when someone is in peril you can sit feeling sick the whole way through the film and not quite know what's going to happen. But with this one, I thought, oh, I, I know she's going to be okay. I just know that from the way that the film's working out. I know all of these people will die horrifically, probably at her hands at some point. And it's going to be a question of how does that happen? It's a bit like, you know, like like Cluedo. But um, it it never crossed the line for me of... I feel sick, I feel sick. It's just that lovely balance of, I know there are going to be points of peril, I know there's going to be points of her sticking it to someone, and it's going to play off that all all the way through. The only thing where it dipped for me, like I say, was that towards that second, maybe third um, part of the film. In the woods. In the woods. Yeah. And I really wish they hadn't 
of let her out the house because as soon as they said that the security was in, like she could get out the house it kind of lost a little bit of it i wanted to remain in the house i wanted more invention in where she was going with the servants sort of you know the servants sort of um, passageways i wanted her to take us through the house there must have been other rooms that were really interesting or places to hide what <laughs> sorry i'm laughing, laughing because um so a few years ago probably we were together but quite early on me and some friends um rented out a big stately home in oh, wales I remember that, yeah. and on the first night one thing that we did was we played hide and seek <laughs> and um someone um went into the house next door which was another holiday home but we worked out it wasn't a thing and hid in there all night so oh we were trying God. to find him oh, that's and i think that's abs- that, that, that's just against the rules that's yeah. against the spirit of what right. we were doing yeah so yeah that's it yeah but if you if you ever want a great amount of fun hire a stately home and mm-hmm. if, if you get like there was about like 15 of us so it was pretty reasonable between the lot of us mm. um and there was yeah beds for everyone um, yeah, do that and play hide and seek. It's awesome. Not after this. I mean, there was a there was a, there was a coat of arms. Oh, of course, there was. And a Dalek, oddly. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, in Why? the bathroom. Oh, was it a full size one or just yeah, a... like a proper? Wow. It was actually one. Do you think it was like used. a proper model so, when they bought yeah, it? It was a. It was a, a guy who was a musician or like a music. Um, like I think it was a music producer or mm. worked in the. If not producer, he worked in like the like the label or something like yeah. that. Um, who owned it? Who passed on? And so his family kept him rent out. But wow. there's all this stuff that he'd like. Collected. Like memorabilia. So there was it, like yeah. yeah, so like um, sand like discs for wow. like the prodigy and things like that. And I think there was someone who was really random as well, like like the prodigy and like New Order, and then like doing a disservice but like someone like Ant and Deck was there or something okay, PJ yeah. Duncan, but yeah. Daniel O'Donnell that sort of thing yeah yeah something okay. like that there was something that didn't quite belong but yeah um, but yeah that was lovely right yeah <laughs> well so you on that note you need to come up with a film for me then which yeah. will be released shortly after this I think <laughs> yeah, I think I've, I think I know what I want to watch but um, I think you probably know as well so it won't be much of a surprise well you've been saying one film for yes, the past two years so uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. We might be doing that one. Okay. <laughs> right. We shall see you next time then. See Thanks a lot time. for listening. Bye bye.